Assalamu alaikum, my name is Gazim from Muslim Hustle and I have here Ma'roof Yusupov from Umaland, Halal Ad and as of late, uh, Cloudy Email. Uh, Ma'roof, welcome. Assalamu alaikum, thank you very much, honored to be here. Uh, so just to give you an idea of uh, Ma'roof's uh, current activities, he, he has uh, with uh, Umaland, he's got 350,000 members as of today uh, or, or about um, with Halal Ad, he has served 200 million or more than 200 million ads in the last 15 months or so. And he has he's been launching Cloudy Email. So today we're going to get some lessons about business and, and life risk and failure from Maruf, inshallah. Uh, Maruf, can you take us to the background of um, how you started Ummah Land? Sure. Uh, we start like three years just three or four years because we lost the track of time right <laughs> um you know it was uh, it was 2013 it was a time that i was kind of fed up with my corporate job uh it was also the time one of my co-founders they came from he just finished his uh it degree in sweden he came to denmark to look for a job so you know we used to sit down and think about you know what could we do like like you just shared your story right you want to do something um, that makes an impact, a positive, positive, positive change in the world. Let's put it this way. Um, so you can earn a living uh, here, and also it affects your hereafter. And um, I, I was telling my friend, look, listen, I work at a company job, which is good, which pays well, but I don't see a kind of purpose, you know, to move forward. I want to do something different. If you want to get a job like this, you're more than welcome. Just go and get a job. But I'm just telling you I've been there. You don't want to go there. Or we can do something together, right? So we said, okay, we're going to do something. So what should we do? And, you know, we're like uh, naive people. You know, when you start like, okay, what should we do? We just take one of the biggest challenges at all. <laughs> no one is trying to tackle. So we said, okay, what we're going to do is that. At that, that point, we just, okay, one of the main issues is, um, is what we saw it was like, uh, how to say it? The, the negative image of Islam and Muslims in the media and, and the current space. So how can we make a change? And one of the ways we, we thought was, hey, why don't we create like a social network? You know, where Muslims come together, they, they get to know each other, uh, you know, so they can inspire and share the good news as well, not only the, the bad things that's happening around. That's why we started the online project about four, four years ago. Something that while we saw a lot of um, growth uh, with the things we did, is again, you know, I think uh, one of the things interesting about the project we had was we are just a couple of programmers, designers, whatever you call them, without any uh, just right, just jumping right into the thing, right? Without thinking too much into, without thinking, planning, without taking the investors. So it's like you make a telecom, you know, it's going to work out, and we just just jump and do it. You're more interested in doing than thinking about and pondering upon. So um, I mean, we see a growth even today. It was like, but one of the challenges we understood in the moment is um, it's a huge project. If you do want to search for social media uh, network, that we learned is if you want to make it work, you have to you have to get a lot of outside investment, you know, for many many years to make it work. So uh, until now, we haven't been able to secure any funds for the project. Um, so about um, 2015, right, two years ago, not two, not you, like a one and a half year ago, in October. What we're saying is, okay, now we took the project as far as we could. Uh, but since we have to also make sure it works, you know, because the one of the things in business is you have to make sure it works, it brings value, 
at the same time, it also have to create some value for the co-founders so they can sustain. Because you know, we have a family; you have this, it should work. So one of the things we were thinking of: why don't we create an ad platform, like uh, to to speed up our earnings? You know, okay. from the Umola. So sorry, before we get into the ad platform, hey, do you mind sharing with us why you're wearing a jacket? Yeah, that's a good thing, right? We are we're based in Denmark, okay. uh, and today it's a pretty cold day, and I'm uh, to do this interview. I'm not with the team in the office, which could be some noises. I'm not actually in the hall. We sit in a big uh, place. So this place seems to be cold, and uh, that's why I have my jacket on. It's not to be fancy or something. <laughs> Just, it's like a you know, practical thing. Right. Thank you, Maru. I appreciate you doing this in the cold uh, hallway there. I appreciate it. Um, now, in terms of, like, a lot of people hate their 9 to 5 jobs and they complain about it, but what gave you the idea to start a business? Were you raised in an environment where business was valued? Like, did you grow up seeing your parents running a business, your uncle, or did you have some sort of inspiration back when you were growing up? Um, <clears throat> that's, a, that's a good one, right? I think, um, I think for me... Uh, personally, I yeah I I, I was brought up as uh, with a single parent, right, with my mom. So from the I'm, I come also from Uzbekistan originally. So from where I come from, um, I kind of learned to be the the man in the family probably at a very early age. You know, I remember my opening doing my first business when I was seven years old, just starting school. Because it was the simple, you know, it's not because of, oh, you want to do, you don't want to do, but it's something you have to do. You know, if you want to survive, you want to live, you have to, you have to think out of the box and you have to do something. In my case, uh, so I have to open my first business. It was like uh, when I was seven years old. So, I, I mean, in that, in that case, it's something not, or starting a business is not something new um, for me, I guess. Does that answer your question? What did you, what did you start at seven? What were you selling? Yeah, yeah, that's good. I was selling balloons, actually. Balloons. Who, yeah, who were you uh, selling these balloons to? To my friends. Just at school. Uh, yeah, I was at school because you know we were in the we were we lived in the old town, uh -huh. old town, and um, so there are a lot of people are going you know coming to the bazaar you know what's called the market and yeah. then back and forth. So I thought you know why don't you just put up balloons or something on the way where people are going, not in the bazaar, they don't have the, don't have the money. So I, I went to the market, I bought a uh, hundred balloons, it's very cheap, you know, that I put it where we live, just outside of the house, I tried to sell to my friends. So what, you know, I was actually, imagine if I was buying the balloon like 10 cents, and I was selling the this for hundred things. I was selling the, each balloon for one cent. I was doing good for profit at the time. <laughs> That's a <some> good <laughs> margin. My friends, they were they were happy. I was happy, you know. So I was putting some red on the table as well. So you didn't? Did you get this idea from somebody else? Did you, did you see somebody else do this? Ah, that's a good question. I can't remember. Okay. I, mean, I can't remember, but I mean, it just seems fun to me. I was trying to do something fun. I was making my friends happy at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's excellent. So that's a that's a, so that's a really cool background story. Did you start anything else after the balloons? Yeah, I mean, uh, not because then you know once we saw the balloons were working, I was doing this when I after I come to school, right? And I said, hey, why don't I employ my mom? So I was uh, employing my mom once I was school. I not only balloons, then we begin to you know started 
selling gums and all the stuff, you know. Started selling those stuff. Uh, so I, when I was gone, I was actually hiding my mom, and she was sitting there doing the stuff. So it's kind of uh, running a small business eh? run, uh, for a couple of years. It was it was helping us to do this. And uh, later, when I actually was into the university as well, I was then uh, I went into the capital to Tashkent. So again, I have to support myself. So what I did is I, I ended up uh, you know buying a computer uh, and, um, and installing in my dormitory, and I was helping out the students there to do the different stuff, printing out and all the similar jobs. So this way I don't have to depend on my family, so I have to work on my own. And uh, this way I was, actually I used to study economics, but I found it very theoretical. Uh-huh. And this way, that's how, how I ended up with the computers, you know. And also supporting myself, alhamdulillah. So it went all the through, all the way through, you know, I had to support myself. <laughs> so I came up with this. Different businesses, I guess. So you had a taste. It's not like you you thought of a business idea like out of the blue. You had a taste for business, and then you were thinking, okay, here's a decision I need to make: either get another job or, or stay at my current job, or I could start my own business. Uh, at the time, you had a family. Uh, the reason I know this is because I have uh, watched your video with uh, Irfan, and that was a great research uh, product for me. So I I, I should thank him. Um, uh, right, you had a family when you were starting out uh, Umman Land. Did you? Uh, sure. How much uh, savings did you have? Did you like? How were you thinking of supporting your family? Sure. Because um, one of the things when I start uh, when we start Umman Land, right? Uh, I didn't because this is one people that get it wrong, right? Because they think uh, they think they, to do their job, to do their whatever they they call they want the business whatever, and they think they have to quit something, right? Totally, and they start something right away. Which is not a wise solution because when we have a proverb saying, "Do not destroy your old house before you build a new one," right? So in my case, the way it worked was I was consulting to a couple of companies, right? Okay. So that consulting didn't go away; just it was a part-time thing. Yeah. And then I was trying to build a thing. So this way, it was like a big blow for me, for my family. That's why I could do this. Uh, is the way we did. So, yeah, not necessarily like a lot of savings, but I had something on, on the side as a part-time thing, as a consultant. I see, I see. So you were doing consulting part-time and then you were working on Umma land yeah. part-time. Yes. So that's the way I suggest everyone as well. I mean, even someone is listening, they want to, as you said, they want to start your own business. Don't drop whatever you have right now and start on music, right? Take it as a slow. Just try it, go out and try it. Maybe you end up something, do some, you think you, you want to do something. Once you try it, you know, it's a part-time, you'll figure out that you don't like it, you know? Right. So don't throw away everything. Just start slowly. Even sometimes some people suggest go and learn from the people who are trying to do this. Maybe they're already doing this stuff and trying to walk in their shoes in a day or two, you begin to understand. Because sometimes, for example, imagine a, you want to be a gardener, right? You think, oh, I want to work with the flowers and this and this. If you actually go and work with the gardener for a day or two, you understand, they're not just then picking up flowers and, you know, smelling all the time, right? What they're doing is they're doing a bunch of other stuff maybe you don't see. Maybe you assume it's like that. Once you understand that, then you can put things up and down. Is this something what I really want to be or not? Maybe you don't. Maybe you do. If you do, good for you. Then just go do that. If you don't, then, you know, you try something else. So right. you can do things smartly. You know, you don't have to jump and go and do stuff. Not in the proposed way. How did you decide to... Um... Uh, the the friend you knew, uh, did you know him from back from Uzbekistan, or how did you? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to business partners, so one of the things important is you need to know the person. I think it's like a marriage. 
you know, right. get to know the person pretty uh, pretty well, because uh, otherwise he may backfire, you know, after a couple of years. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, with, with this person especially, I'm that we have known each other like 14, 15 years, you know, we've been mm-hmm. school friends, he's been um, studying. So yeah, I, we've known him for quite a while. Uh, in the interview with uh, Irfan, you mentioned that you have to really like a person to to work with them together. Um, what how is it? Do you have to like everything about that person? Do you what, like what what criteria do you have? What, what should, criteria should you have? Yeah, uh, I mean that is the thing with about the people, right? Because uh, one, one, for example, like you and me, right? We know each other for a very short time. Right. I, I kind of like you, right? Because I know very limited things. Yeah. But the question is, can you be the same with the same person for three days in a row, right? Right, in the same place, and can you still work your way out? This is what I mean. Because uh, don't get me wrong, it's like we argue almost not every day, maybe at least a couple of times a week with my co-founders, right? But the end goal is always, you know, do we find a solution together? Because some of them, they are, most of them are their programmers. I come from another, I know the program, I'm more like into a user experience and design working, right? There are a lot of conflicts. But at the end of the day, can we put things in the one ball and to make it work? So if you can make it work, this is what I call, you know, I like a person so we can work together. Not necessarily I have to agree with the person with everything they say, not every matter, but at the end of the day, can we find a way, right. you know, to make it work? This is, this is what I mean. I hope it makes sense. No, no, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, now, you started off as 50, 50 partners? Yes, uh, that's a good question. I think uh, in this business we started, um, no, we'd not do that in the 50 business because sometimes it makes sense to do 50-50 because uh, let's say uh, everyone, because I believe the fair way of doing this, splitting the world is based on how much input you do right. at, at any given point, right? Mm-hmm. In our case, it's different. The reason is also different. Uh, in my case, uh, for example, my co-founders, they need funds, you know, and they were willing to put out their uh, time. In my case, I didn't need the funds. I was willing to actually put funds into the business. Right. Does it make sense? So, um, otherwise, and time-wise, we are doing the same, but uh, resources-wise, I, I was uh, putting a lot of resources up until point, until even now, I put a lot of resources back to the company than getting back so uh but for them they take some of them get part-time salaries some of them get full-time salaries so uh our percentages are different but um i hope it makes sense yeah so the initial investment on in uma land uh what, what are we talking about how much did you have to invest no in, in, the initial investment it was not a lot of substantial because we had the core things like the developers and designers we okay. built the thing uh, initially but to, ongoing to make it forward there are right. several costs there are salaries, and this were coming from my uh, most majority of the from the money either we make from Omaland or even my own um, resources. How were you thinking of making money with Omaland? Uh, the main way it was and it still is the advertisement, Adv- advertising. Okay, and you were using. That's actually... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. And you were saying you were asking you were. Oh, you were you using the Google advertisement platforms? No, 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 no. We wanted to use our own because we didn't want to depend on Google. Because one of the issues with Google is you don't know what you're gonna get. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, well, um, one of the examples that I have for that is that I was uh, I have a Quran app and they were using ads and in it there's like inappropriate ads which is like very exactly. very off-putting. So exactly, right. Exactly. That's why we're creating Khalad, right? Now, okay, uh, Maruf, you've got a different 
mental makeup than most people. Let me give you an example. I, I feel because I saw the problem of Facebook and and the issue of the Muslims and how you know certain things are not necessarily Islamic in Facebook. You know, you have this encouragement of certain activities and so on. I did not go start Umma Land, but you did. Because <laughs> we're crazy. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, you're being real. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I agree what you're saying. Well, what, what about, like, is it is it your ability to take on risk? Like, what made you think you can take on Facebook? Uh, I told you, but uh, the question is, why not? You know, who will? Who else? You know, I don't know. Sometimes it may sound like a naiveness or naivety, how you call it, or sometimes it's like too much confidence in yourself. <laughs> But I mean, if you look at it this way, right, because like one of the quotes I like about Steve Jobs is, I cannot quote exactly what he says is, but probably 95%, maybe 98, 90-something percent of people, they look at the world and they say, okay, I'm in it, you know, people may, you know, I mean, this is this company, this is this thing, I'm just going to lead my way out of it. But once you look at the things, right, let's look at the things around you, just look around your things, even the computers and everything. Mm-hmm. And once you understand this, they're actually made of people just like you, right? Once it was an idea, then it came to insights and fruit production and fruition. Once you actually can poke things, can you change them, you believe in such, then you will have a different perspective. And you say, hey, why don't I go and make one instead of use one? You see, it's like in another world, what's called consumers and creators, right? You want, I mean, that's basically the main difference, I guess. Are you a consumer or are you a creator, in a way, you know? Designer, right. you call it. Um, Does it make sense? Yes, indeed. How would you suggest somebody, like if somebody has not thought about being a creator, how can they become a creator from being a consumer? I think in our, in our, in our essence, uh, each, each of us have the power to uh, create and design things. I think it's all about uh, the mindset, you know, that you realize you are one, you're not. I mean, every time you speak, every time you think this is this thought going on, right? Every time you are designing, you are thinking, you are creating something. Uh, but most of us you don't take action on it. We think, oh, who are we? You know, who are we to do this? Who are we to do that and this and that? But instead, if you ask the question, I am this. I can make this happen, you know. But of course, it's something, you cannot change it right away. You just have to build your mentality, I think, one small step at a time. Does it make sense? Just just yeah. take it one small thing, make it up, and you have to build your confidence. Just keep it up, up, up move it up, up upwards, I guess. So initially, you started Oma Land. You and your friend were developing uh, and, and doing all the work, correct? Yeah. Okay. When did you start bringing other people on board? Um, we did probably in the beginning. We started not two but three people right away. So there were two other co-founders oh, okay. as well. Uh, but uh, the bringing more people probably after a couple of months. Okay. And you—that's that's when it came to you investing your money to pay these uh, these developers. I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. Yes. What market research did you do? Did you look at competitors that existed before then uh, in the space? Yeah, uh, not not too much, but a little bit. We we understood who are in the market, but in the in, in the in, in the end, our 
our insight was, I was like, just like you, you know, you use Facebook, you know, sometimes it could be a lot of time wasted, right? Right. Like, uh, I said, okay, is this something I'm going to build for myself? Is it something I'm going to build for myself or for my kids? You know, is something they will be using? And, and the answer was yes. And that's really how we started building it. Okay. So then time came for uh, marketing and advertising and, and getting the word out. How did you do that? Uh, in other product, it was built in. In a way, once you join, you can invite other people. Okay. You know, that's the virality in built in. And people were you know, inviting people. And even today, we have over 1 million Muslim emails that were invited. You oh, know? I see. Uh, so this is, this, it was built in in the product itself. How, how are people invited? Do I have to enter their email address? Can I invite them from Facebook? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You will, we built up a special plugin so you can connect with the Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, whatever. Uh, and you will automatically import your contacts and with one click you can blast them. Facebook lets you do that? It used to do that. It used to let us do that. But now, now they're getting more strict because of competitors. That's true. Right, That's right, true. right. Um, okay, so then came 2015 where you were trying to monetize... Uh, on my land. That's yes. where Halal Ad came in? That is correct. Uh, yeah. As, as I said, uh, to make the Umma land work, you need a lot of substantial investments. So, because you see, at that time, easily give up instead of what we're saying, okay, what should we do to speed up the process? You know? Because as I said, the, our idea was to earn money from ads. So, what we said is, okay, if you, this is what you want to do, what Instead of just using our own traffic, can we build a platform where we can actually monetize other people's traffic as well? There were, as you know, there are Muslim sites, there are Muslim apps. And that's where we started the Khalid like 16, 18 months ago. And um, that's how the idea came through as well. I see. Uh, so does that mean from uh, 2013 until 2015, Halal uh, or Umar Land was not earning any re revenue? It was. It was earning revenue. Uh, from ads partially, but also from we did other uh, partnerships like uh, how to say it. We did uh, uh, like bundles, like in Ramadan, we were putting a lot of uh, experts together. They were selling their courses. There's one way. Another way was we also some had a fundraising platform module inside Umalai. So we're raising funds. We raised close to four hundred or five hundred thousand. Oh wow, that's amazing! And it is amazing, but we were just getting only five percent. That not all of them. I see, I see. Fundraising for like Islamic yeah. Relief and these type of organizations. That's true, that's true. Oh, that's true. excellent. That's very clever. Um, when were you able to quit your consulting uh, jobs? I think uh, around 2015, I guess. 2015 is when you quit. Okay, so for two years you were, go you were doing these two things at the same time. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, now... Let's talk about focus. I think I'm really interested in this in this topic because a lot of people, there's a lot of books that talk about like you should be focused on one thing, one thing only. If it doesn't work, fail fast, move on, do your next thing. What do you think about this this mantra, this philosophy? Uh, that's a good good one. Um, focusing on one thing, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and trying a lot of things also makes a lot of sense. But to be honest, at this point, uh, with what we do, we don't seem to be doing that. Because if you look at our traction, we've been trying to launch a couple of things together. And um, 
you know what may happen is in a couple of years I will be able to tell whether it was a wise thing to do or maybe not wise thing to do. But our way is looking at the market is right now. Uh, if you ask us as a startup, right, you can call it like a cloudy or 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 hotlad or molad, and there are some more you may not even heard of. They're coming up in the pipeline. Probably sometime this week we're gonna launch another one. It's called Inflow. It's like a Quora. And another one we recently launched called Me and Email. It's a Muslim email marketing. Okay. At this point, it doesn't make sense to anybody. We are just up everywhere launching stuff up. But I think in the um, at least our view is we are just right now building the dots. But our focus area is uh, the marketing for Muslim Muslims. Right. This is the uh, area we want to dominate. To do that, uh, we believe uh, not only the platform, but also we need to build the media as well even with uh, our limited uh, resources. And uh, the only way to do that is the crowdsourcing. So um, let me tell you this. So we are right now building the dots. Inshallah, if things go well, later point, we'll even connect them. But if, right, if, inshallah, things work out, we may be able to pull it off as a platform and, or a set of platforms where you can come and we'll be able to easily market your product service the whole entire our Muslim generation if you do it properly if not we just fail miserably and we'll move on to the next thing you know we just take it don't take it to feel as a, as a person it's just a lesson God, Allah is always to teach me a lesson just to learn and you move forward okay you mentioned you've talked a lot about failure and this is another favorite topic of mine because it's it's very difficult to deal with as, as you probably know um, can you tell me specific examples of how you have failed in the past? Um, how we failed in the past? I mean, the question, I think there are, I don't even, because here's the thing, right? We can, if you look at the, like, let's talk about Umalai, for example, right? Is it a failure or not? The question is, it depends how you look, maybe it is, because we set up the project, uh, we have the going number of users, but we don't have the budget to make it fulfilled as in a state. Is that fair? Yeah, we can call it easily failure, right? But at the same time, it taught us lessons, you know, the way things to do with that. But uh, for us, this project is not like a debt, it's like a maintenance mode. But once we have the funds, we, we, we may come back to it and make it work at a bigger scale. But the lessons come from it in what to launch the Huggle ad, right? The lessons that come through with the, the marketing agencies, other things that are coming forward is we are learning from them and moving it forward. So in terms of the, the, the lesson, I mean, the, the number of failures, I can give a couple of dozens of them, right? But, but the, um, how would I put it? Do you, do you consider Umaland as a failure, personally? I mean, if, if it's general, uh, as, as, a, as, a, as a platform, it is, because right now we are 300,000 members. We don't have the funds to make it flow as of now. As of now, yeah, it is a failure. But do I consider it as a, to be as, as a general or like as a failure in the long run? Um, that, that I don't think so, but the time will tell more properly. Once we, once we execute some of our ideas, um, then, you know, like after a decade or so, if you still fail, then yeah, it is. Then if not, Sometimes, you know, with things, you know, this is what happens with about the, the, some of the project is you try to run, it doesn't work the way you, you, you tend to be, then you have to pivot. You have to pivot and try again. That's we are in that phase right now. Not as, as a way, you know, it, but, um, but you will see. You will see, inshallah. 
So after a couple of years, if it doesn't work, then we can call. But for now, for now, as it is, yeah, well, as it is, I would say, it, um, which is hard to, to describe, isn't it? Like for your own project, but yeah, as, as of now, but we don't see it as a total failure because this is what we are working towards right here in the backstage. You know, a couple of launch cover stuff. Is the language here that I'm using? Is the failure the the word failure? Is that a bad word to to go to describe this because it's negative, right? Yeah, it is. But here's the thing. Let's put the things in, in a proper context. Um, you can ask the same thing, like success. Is it success or not? Right. Right. Um, if, if you just take the shadow, uh, like the very first meaning of the success. So what is success? If you ask anybody, Muslim, non-Muslim, they say, okay, success, if you look at the world, who are successful people? In our society right now, successful people are those with the money, right? Right. Those with the fame and all the stuff. In that sense, is it success or not? No. But mm -hmm. as I said, right in the beginning, yes, everything we do, everything in the Muslim world, is because of the intention, right? right? It goes back to the intention. Our intention is to inspire things good. Even by the launch, even by one person, for us, it's a success. Right, so I'm just putting things in the context where our, our everyday life is, is at that point. It's not. It's not a success yet. It's, called, it's not a success yet. But um, the, the other platforms we are launching now, everything is a building the dots. Once we connect them properly, maybe it will be. Even if it doesn't be, uh, in the long run, we see it as a success. We learn things. But in the contemporary success, uh, the, the the terms, maybe it's not. That's yeah. what I'm trying to convey. That's all the fair. How do you have to remind yourself? Like, do you, do you remind yourself daily that this is, hey, this is my, my overall goal, my, my intention here is way broader than so-called financial success? Yes. I mean, there's something, there's something, the reality, maybe not every day, but at least a couple of times a week, you have to remind yourself. Uh, especially, especially when, uh, when you're trying to make the ends meet, right? Because every time you do, you have to remember, you know, because here's the thing. Uh, remember, for any of us here, we can easily get another job, right? The mm -hmm. corporate job, and we can pay us. Every time you the, you remember, the reason you're not doing that is because you have you're believing something greater may come out of this, right? Right. So I think it's fair to say that you you view failure in in some of these cases as like a stepping stone that allows you to move on to the next thing that hopefully bigger and better and so on, right? Um, exactly. With the uh, how, like like 350,000 customers or, or users might not seem like a lot, but uh, a lot of people don't have 350,000 users, let's face it. Um, so how did you go about, I remember in uh, Irfan's interview, you, he mentioned that you went to Malaysia to promote Umaland. Can you talk about that? Uh, sure. Actually, yes. Yes, I'm just, because I've been to Malaysia a couple of times. Uh, one of the one, one of the things we went to Malaysia uh, to not necessarily promote Omolan, but but mainly about to raise funds for Omolan. Ah, okay. Uh, we almost uh, once we actually closed the closing a brand, but one thing it didn't go through was that investor they want they wanted an like exclusive deal for them, and they were going to kind of if he went for this deal, the Omolan would be kind of closed for a specific type of users, you know, but everybody. That's why we didn't go through because we believe. Sometimes, you know, maybe it's not the right timing. What users did they want to close it to? To their own, because it was a kind of media company. Ah. It was, they were close to only on their users. They didn't want anybody else. Because we, we don't believe in, <laughs> in this vision. We want to believe to make it accessible for everybody. 
I see. So you weren't going to Malaysia and you weren't traveling around to promote Umaland. You were doing fundraising. You're... Yes. I see. Okay. Uh, with Halal Ad, looks like things were looking a lot better because in the client list, I see huge names like BBC, UN, Virgin, uh, Huffington Post. How did these come about? Yes. Um, there are two things you need to know about Halal Ad, right? Halal Ad, um, up until, because another lesson, right? About the recently. A couple of weeks ago, how ad was just an ad platform. Okay. Just ad platform. You come in, put stuff. Uh, and I have to be honest with you that those uh, clients you see, uh, if you go to highlight on the top, we within our clients, you can see the many Islamic brands. But those brands, like for example BBC, uh, there's uh, the Virgin and etc. They are not directly how uh, ads uh, clients to put their uh, business as an ad platform. But since then, we just. Um, expanded how I had to be not only the ad platform, but a marketing agency. Because then now we are working with many experts as well. Uh, so uh, some people do Facebook advertising, some people do Google advertising, some people do design, some people do uh, web development, you know. So we are right now, in, in terms of teams, probably we are close 60, 70 people, you know. 60, 70 people, okay. Yes. However, again, you remember I was talking about just about about it's not about your resource, but how resourceful you are, right? We at this point we cannot hire sixty-seven people, but instead what we do is we work with them on a project basis because they work under how ad. When the project comes in, we work with them on the project, and then the, but the still the resource is a how ad. So this way we can do this larger amount of projects coming in to make it work. So those clients you just mentioned, they come under that roof. They're not okay. necessarily putting that on a how inside the advertising how ad. But we are working one way or another. We're working, working with them. I see. Okay, I'm gonna have to dig a little bit deeper into this. No uh, no so, how do the how do you are these contractors? These 60, 70 people are they contractors that are working on a specific out project? Of them, out of them, out of them, sixty probably contract contractors, but not not as individual level. But some of them become with individual. Some of them are like companies. We work directly with them. I see. And you hire a specific. You hire them to do a specific job. Yes, the ideal is like, because uh, here's what happened, right? On how ad, um, we do the advertising platform, but we usually get a lot of requests. Can you guys help with advertising on, on Facebook? Can you guys help do it with development? We used to say, no, we want to focus. Again, remember the focus, focus. We want to do focus. But before it was just small com companies, but then it's, it started happening as a larger companies, like in the Islamic space, begin to come and say, hey, guys, can you help us with this one? And we just, hey, we're going to go and hire guys. And so we did. But it wasn't successful because we didn't understand the market. We were costing them a lot. Then, you know, it kicked us and said, hey, maybe instead of, maybe I should, you know, we should talk to people, experts, and bring them on board, and we should offer us, offering the services, you know, as like under one uh, roof. And we, I, we reached out to people and they liked the idea, and they started offering them. And then this is how they're offering those services. So today, when I'm when I'm people come in, um, they can use a halal without our intervention, but if they need help, you know, with the marketing uh, or, or or content marketing and in terms of marketing, right? So we are here to help. And even we can help with the mobile app development as well if they need the design. It's, whatever we need uh, as, as a partner, we can help them. Some, some people need one or two things. Some people need all of them depending on their budget and resources. And we are happy to help. And that's why we can influence... With it, we can still build the platform. We can also help other people. Right. So, how did the? Can you give me an example of which client uh, you're you're saying some large clients started coming to you? Like, uh, can you give me an example of which client came? 
yeah, I mean, there are many, but one of them, for the reason why we were talking with them, one of this halal uh, investment platform from New York, it's called Viking Invest. Uh, they, they started a store a couple of months ago, right? And you want to say, you want to deal with it. Yeah, and right now, as we speak, they're in the process of launching their product. So what they do is that they are, uh, they are a halal investment platform. Like, you can actually put your money, like, starting from $500 oh, to wow. their platform. And they will they will invest only through halal stocks based on you. And you can see, you can choose the portfolio, aggressive, moderate, or super aggressive, whatever. And, and you will see, they will invest in Sukuks and et cetera, et cetera. You will see on the dashboard, you know, but all of it is everything is halal investments. So they came so to you of, and what did they want from you? So they, what they want is they come to us and say, guys, can you help us to get the uh, first 1,000 leads? We don't care how you guys get it, this is how much we want to pay. We said, okay, cool. And we'll sit down together with them. And we said, okay, this is what we have. We have halal ad, we have the new email, we have the Facebook, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And we started the campaign. Something that we ran the campaign for a month or something, right? And, and we already got a couple of thousand leads for them, and they are very happy. And hundred now, we will be having to be even more coming coming month. So you 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 use your internal resources to uh, for this client, is that right, or did you outsource? Not only, not only internal, not only internal, internal and external as well, right? We use our internal and the highlight and meme as well, but we also use the Facebook and AdWord, uh, Google and the Bing as well. So all of them combined, combined, we use them. How are you finding these outside consultants uh, that you're hiring? Because uh, yeah, that's a good question. Because I, I know a couple of people on the on the. I, I was a part of this group on Facebook, uh, and I I didn't know a couple of people, right? Cool. For example, in Facebook advertising or, or brand and animation or AdWords. So I went I went back to them and say, guys, would like to be part of this thing. And they said, yeah, would love to, you know. And that's how we get in touch. Okay, so you're just using your personal network. Um, yes. Okay. Okay. That's, that's great. Uh, how did Cloudy come about? Yeah, the <laughs> so as I told you, we had um, we had uh, a couple hundred thousand users, right? If you want to send email for them, uh, the, the the regular regular uh, solutions gets pretty, pretty quite pricey, it's like a bill chip. Because right. most of these guys, they charge based on your user list, uh, they charge your monthly fees, and um, so for us, it wasn't feasible, so we had to come up with something. And we actually came up with this. Uh, we were using Amazon. We use Amazon heavily in Amazon server. So we were using Amazon has a service, super in server. So we started using that one internally for our processes. And I remember once I was in this um, in this exhibition, right? We were talking about this Hal ad and how they were using And they said they were not interested in Hal ad. And I was just asking, hey, what's your problem? You know, can you tell me what, what problems can I solve? And they were saying, Email is not a problem, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. Then I said, maybe, uh, hey, oh, but if I offer them, would you use it? You know, instead of, don't worry about your list. And this, this, yeah. So then we were just connecting the dots. Then come back in, in a couple of weeks. Then we already had a service. Then I said, maybe, you know, we are not only one. So we begin to offer this service. This is how the cloud started like um, seven, no, not seven, now eight, eight, eight months ago. And so, since then, we have already sent uh, probably 10, 15 million. But just last 30 days, we just sent over 3 million emails. So wow. just 100 days is growing. We already have uh, non-Muslim and Muslim brands on board. We have already some large Muslim brands on, on board as well, like Islamic Oman University. We have wow. a couple of hundred, hundred thousand members. And they're quite happy. Their list is also huge. Very nice. Um, 
Who was this? Uh, these uh, guys at the exhibition that you were talking to? I was in a, in a halal exhibition in Turkey, and so we were halal tourism. This is where we were exhibiting with halal ad, right? Oh, okay. And yeah, I mean, just it's just like a client, it's a client, client uh, privacy. We don't, we don't want to mention their names, but uh, yeah. Okay. But a lot of different so you make a point of going to these uh, conferences and exhibitions. You that, that's an important part of your marketing strategy. Yes, I mean, especially for halal ad, we were because you know. Online is good, but when you meet people, human in the flesh, it's a different, um, it's a different experience. We used to do that a lot in 2016, 2017. We haven't been to uh, events yet, but uh, I'm happy that we have already two or three invitations as a speaker. We'll see. I think it will be a good thing to come and, and see people. Yeah, definitely. Excellent. Uh, all right, Maruf, I really appreciate your time. Jazakallah khair for everything. And I look forward to your to your upcoming apps. And by the way, I have to tell you that Cloudy is an amazing solution because right now I'm using MailChimp myself and it's very, very costly. So I think you're going to save me some money. <laughs> no problem, no problem. No problem. Uh, all right, Baruf, uh, let me... It's my pleasure, it's my pleasure. So if anyone is listening to this, if you have questions, can I just mention one thing? Um, yes, please. As I said, right, we are, we are crazy, we are launching stuff. So all I want to do, people that just take this one, as you, see, as you remember, you said the reason you're doing this is you want to help other people, right? You start your businesses, you want to do that. I think it starts, everything started with questions, you know, as a Muslim. Um, so if you are, if you, you may have a lot of questions. I, as a person, will not be able to answer all of them. But what I really suggest, you can also mention them, uh, rather, uh, in, in the below the link. This will be launching uh, this week for the new portal. It's like, a, you know, Quora, right? Yep. So we are launching a question and answer portal for Muslims. It's called ilflow.com. So it will be asked by questions by Muslims and answered by Muslims. It doesn't have to be only fiqh related. It could be anything. It could open a business. It could be this and that. Ask no wrong question. As long as it's sincere, there's no wrong question. Just ask your questions. If it's related to startups, entrepreneurship, marketing, I will try to answer them myself. If it's something else, I'm actually right now, I'm gathering up all the experts. I actually have like 40 experts in different categories, Muslim parenting, uh, Facebook advertising, whatever you call it, right? Just, just visit us at elinfo.com and ask any questions. We'll get back to you Muslim experts and answer your questions. We would like to you to succeed, succeed, inshallah, in this world and after. Okay. Your success will be our success. So this way, we also get a reward, inshallah, in okay. here and hereafter in the long run. The I website was uh, ilmfeed.com? No, ilmflow.com. Oh, sorry, ilmflow.com. Yes. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, excellent. I, I will uh, make sure to share that with you, uh, with the audience here. And uh, yeah, hopefully that, that goes really well, inshallah, for you. Zakhlaib, brother Ma'ruf. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum,